Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron. Listeners, this is a program by Catholic men for Catholic men, and uh, we're so excited to have you joining us today. My name is Matt Palmer. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm with Catholic Men's Ministry here in the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio, and I'm joined by my co-host, a wonderful brother in Christ, Devin Shad, with Fathers of St. Joseph. Devin, good morning, brother. Good morning. How you doing out there today? Excellent. I'm looking forward to this. I am too. We are so excited. We've got a wonderful program for you. Um, all you men out there listening, we are joined today by Robert Tunmeyer. Robert is down in Waco, Texas. And uh, Robert, good morning, brother. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Devin. Good morning. Good with you all on the program. It is, uh, it's great to have you, Robert. We're going to... Um, let our listeners learn more about you and uh, your amazing story and how Christ has called you and the work that you're doing. But first, uh, Devin, I wonder if you would uh, would open us in prayer. Would you do that, please, for us? Yes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we know you've given us each just one life, one life to live. And there are so many riddles to this life, and they kind of wear us out at times. Sometimes we just don't know what the answers are, but we know really ultimately you're the answer and that you alone can provide the peace and the joy and all of the beatitude that we long for. Please, Lord, anoint us in this conversation. Help us to get one thing out of this, that just that one little thing that will begin to change our lives so that we can receive your grace and become the heroic men that you're calling us and destining us to be. Please, Lord, be with us right now. We ask this in Jesus' most powerful name. Amen. Mama Mary and St. Joseph, pray for us. Amen. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Devin. Well, Robert, again, it's so good to have you on our program. Robert Tunmeyer, Waco, Texas. Uh, We're going to talk about your ministry, uh, Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance, here in a few minutes. But, you know, I'd love for our listeners to just learn more about you. So um, introduce yourself a little bit about how you grew up, and uh, let's begin to understand how, how the Lord has been calling you through your life. Yeah, it's it's quite a story. Uh, as we all know, every man has a story. And so uh, I'll put a wrapper on it pretty easy. I lived the first 40 years of my life pretty much as a pagan heathen. Uh, my dad was born and raised in Waco, Texas. Uh, he quit high school and joined the Marine Corps when he was 17. And uh, he kind of had a rough upbringing here and met my mom in California. So I was born in Southern California and I grew up uh, the first 14 years of my life or so in California and in North Carolina, went back and forth and never went to church, never was baptized, never really had any religion uh in my life at all and dad got out of the marine corps after 20 years in 1973 we moved to waco i started high school my freshman year here and just started working a lot and kind of started running down a path that was very very unhealthy um and probably by the time I was 16, I was on a clear path to probably dead or in jail and really didn't care which one it was. And as by divine intervention, God 
Schultz and a, a man in my life uh, that helped me rewrite my story. Uh, wasn't a, a spiritual thing. It was more of a, a business. I, when I was 16 years old, after my sophomore year of high school, I met a gentleman by the name of Don Dwyer. He was just starting a company, a franchise company. And I started working with him and really liked what we were doing. And he kind of took me under his wing. So I started back my junior year of high school. And I was I knew I wasn't going to college. And there was a program back then called the Distributive Education, where you could work half day and go to school half day um, and still get credit for high school. So I started that program my junior year, would go to school in the morning and then go work in the afternoon. And after about a month, month and a half, I realized I can't do this for two more years. And I, I just felt like I was wasting a lot of time. So I went to Don and said, Don, I'm going to open up a franchise. I can do this. And he said, Robert, you, you just turned 17. The agreement wouldn't even be binding. And I said, I can do it. So he said, okay, I'll sell you Lubbock, Texas for $8,000. Give me $2,000 down. You'll need another couple thousand for some additional equipment. And so I went to my mom and dad, and um, my older brother was just starting college that year. I said, look, I want to quit high school. I need to borrow $4,000. I'm going to move to Lubbock, Texas. And I got to hand it to my mom and dad as much grief as I put them through and they said, okay, well, look, this is the one thing we can do for you. So they put up their furniture in the car as collateral for a loan. Mom went to school with me, signed me out of high school, and away I went. I wish you could uh, see my face. <laughs> I'm shaking my head just smiling here. It's um, This is quite a story so far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, okay, uh, keep going. So uh, moved to Lubbock, Texas, did exactly what I was trained to do, and I sold the business about six months later for about $25,000, and I found out very young that I could go in and start businesses and build them, and people would pay me money for them. So I moved to Wichita Falls, did that again, and um, got married when I was 17. She was 16. And uh, we didn't have to get married. Let me clarify that. Um, <laughs> and, um, the, you know, here's a funny twist to the story. I actually got married in a Catholic church by a Catholic priest. Hmm. And I'd still never been baptized. Wow. Anyway, so we moved to love, I mean, to Eugene, Oregon, because we neither one of us were really from Texas in our young days. We thought, let's get out of Texas. So we moved to Eugene, Oregon, and uh, opened up another franchise, built it up, decided we'd come back to Texas, sold it, uh, moved to Bryan College Station, Texas, and uh, built a very large franchise organization there, and um, built a big drive-through car wash, first drive-through car wash in, in Bryan College Station, and as Don started growing the business out, he said, hey, why don't you come and work with me? Which I really didn't care to do, but I wanted to know what it was he knew completely. Um, and 
So I sold the, the car wash, sold the, the franchise. I sold the franchise for a hundred thousand and the car wash for 600,000. <laughs> and, um, about that time, my wife said, look, I don't want to move to Texas. Um, I don't love you anymore. And boom. So that came to an end. Um, and the reality is I worked all the time and that was, you know, in hindsight, you can look and it wasn't her, it was me, you know? Um, but we're still remain friends today. We have no children. We had no children together. Um, so I moved to Waco, Texas and threw myself in the business and we started growing the business out and uh, started adding other companies and really became the right hand of the business and um, just really focused on business and enjoyed life. Um, Like I say, I was living a life of a very pagan heathen, um, still no God in my life and continued down that path. Got married again. Um, uh, Had no business being married. but we were blessed with uh, two sons and um, who are incredible young men today. And ultimately uh, got a divorce again hmm. and started raising the two sons on my own uh, pretty much. Um, and still wasn't looking for God. But in January, the third week in January of 1999, I had a speaking engagement at a conference out in Las Vegas. And it was a Friday morning, early about three o'clock in the morning. And I woke up and I was sleeping on my back, which I never used to sleep on my back. And there was a bright light at the top of vaulted ceilings, a bright light with a figure in it. And all it said was Robert. And then my whole body shook, shook violently. I didn't really think all that much about it. <laughs> um, and, uh, so I go on to Vegas and speak. And I had a late night f- flight out Friday evening. And I, there's a, uh, I went over to the, the forum, Caesar's Forum shops. There was a magic, there was a magic trick shop there. I was going to get a few things for the boys, do some magic tricks for them. And there was an art gallery next door that I'd bought some art from before. And I was standing there looking at this picture, thinking it would this really look good behind my desk. And all of a sudden, this thought comes ripping into my mind: You can't spend that money. It's God's money. And Embarrassingly enough to say, I never had a thought like that in the world. Um, so needless to say, I didn't buy the picture. But I walk outside the gallery, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? So I fly back to Waco, go to my office on Monday morning. My assistant, who had been with me for a number of years, Linda, said, Robert, hey, I went to this church this weekend Uh on 11th and Washington fellowship Bible is really a great experience. You really, you really ought to look at going. Now she knew I wasn't baptized, knew I didn't go to church, but yeah, I'm a little slow, but I got these three things that happened within (laughs) 72 hours. So I'm thinking maybe I should go to church. So the following Sunday, I go to church and 
it was a nice experience. I mean, the people were real friendly. The music was good. Can't say that I I learned anything spiritually, I don't think. Um, But it was a nice experience. So I thought, okay, I'll go again next week. Um, And another nice experience. And after church, the uh, associate pastor, whose name was Buck Rogers, by the way, which is really his name, (laughs) um, comes up and says, hey, Robert, you know, uh, we got a newcomers class next week before church. You ought to come and sit in. I thought to myself, a newcomers class. I don't. I don't. I don't know what I'm new to. Um, so I thought, okay, I'll go. Uh, and this is like the first Sunday or so, second Sunday in February. So I go to this newcomers class, and I was sitting there listening to it, and all of a sudden. It's, it's like if you can picture walking into a room that was pitch black and someone turned on the light, all of a sudden it became so clear to me that I had lived the first 40 years of my life absolutely backwards. I mean, it was just like, oh, my golly. And I sat down, Linda was in church that day, and I looked at her, and I sat down in church, and I said, Linda, I just realized I lived the first 40 years of my life absolutely backwards. And I grabbed Buck after church that day and kind of told him about it, and I said, I'm really not sure what to do now, Buck. And he goes, have you ever been baptized? I said, nope. And he goes, well, let's spend the next week or two, talk a little bit about that. And that's probably the next step, Robert. Now, let me back up. So I met my now current wife of almost 21 years uh, on February 6th of 99, oddly enough. And she is a cradle Catholic. Mm. So... I became, I, I was baptized February, February 28th, 1999. And, uh, Kitty and I got married on November 7th, 1990, sorry, uh, no, November 7th, 2000, October 2000. And, um, didn't, didn't have any plans of becoming Catholic. Sometimes we'd go to my church. Sometimes we'd go to a Catholic church. And finally, she she was very patient. She finally looked at me one day and said, "Robert, I'm not going to to uh, your evangelical church anymore." She goes, "Why don't we just go to a Catholic church?" I'm like, "Sure." I don't. I didn't necessarily have a big preference one way or the other. So we started going to Catholic church, Saint Jerome's, and I would go up and receive communion, and never thought anything of it. I became part of the men of St. Jerome's and all this good stuff. And nobody ever asked me if I was Catholic. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> didn't think much about it one way or the other. And then the men of St. Jerome's wanted to have a camp out, a get together. And this would have been like 2002, 2002 June of 2002. So I said, hey, look, you can have it at our place. We have 
28 acres, the ponds and everything. So it's great. So they came out and, and we're all sitting around the uh, little fire cooking and having a beer. And they said, Hey, Robert, why don't you share your story with us? We don't really know your story. So I did. <laughs> and all of a sudden they all look at me and realize I'm not Catholic. <laughs> I want to, I want to just, Father, I want to. Father s- Don was there also. <laughs> I want to stop right there for just a minute. For listeners that have just maybe um, tuned in in the last few minutes, you are listening to Iron Sharpens Iron, which is a program by Catholic men for Catholic men to help all of us live the great adventure of our Catholic faith. And uh, my name's Matt Palmer. I'm with Catholic Men's Ministry here in the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio. I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Shad, fathers of Saint Joseph, and uh, and we are joined by our guest today, Robert Tunmeyer of Waco, Texas, who is um, regaling us with an amazing story. Let, Devin, um, let's before we let Robert uh, continue. Yeah, just this is an incredible story. Maybe take a few highlights here that have really struck you, and just. Um, Share some thoughts about, you know, what, wh- how the Lord's working in Robert's life and this journey that he's on. Wow. I, actually, I think it's, I mean, well, first of all, I think it's, this is exactly what Christ does. I mean, he did it with Levi, the tax collector. He did it with Simon the Zealot. He did it with Simon Peter. He picks guys who have the gift of like tenacity or the personality, the will. They don't even have to be all that gifted. But the point is, is he loves using uh, just normal ragtag guys. But I, I love, though, also to how, in a sense, God lures you, you know, through money, through business, through success. And, and this is the key. These things are not bad. I think we, you know, we've kind of screwed that up. All of creation is good. God's granted us dominion over all creation. And, and so the key is, is the giver gives us gifts sometimes to lure us into his generosity. So we discover how generous the father really is. And then we're more open when we encounter him for real. You know what I mean? Mm. But then it's grow up time. And as we'll probably hear from Robert, it's grow up time where sometimes we have to give up some of those gifts in search of the giver and meaning to really live for the giver. We have to give. So anyway, that's, I just feel like, that's all part of this journey. I think a lot of us have been on this journey, but but money and business and things like that are actually things of God in the sense that he allows us to have these things to show off, not show off, but show what his, show us his generosity so that we can come to believe in his goodness. Yeah. Robert, I want to, I want to make sure that we are um, uh, going to keep with our time constraints because I want the, the men listening to kind of hear not only about kind of the rest of your Catholic journey into the church in, in its fullness, but then I want to also move into um, this amazing ministry you lead now. So as we kind of move into the second part of our, our program here, talk about, you know, you, you've, you've, you've discovered that um, you're not actually Catholic yet. Uh, so, you know, move us through that part of the story yeah. and then let's, uh, yeah. I'll do that. So the next morning early, I was outside doing some stuff around the property, and this uh, older gentleman came up to me, Chuck, and said, Robert, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. And um, so he said, 
have you ever thought about going through RCIA? I'm like, what is that? And he told me what it was. And I looked at him and said, I'll think about it. And then he said, you know, you really shouldn't go up and receive communion, Robert. And he kind of explained to me why. And I looked at him and said, okay, I'll think about it. So I realized that it probably wouldn't be good for me to go up and receive communion and put father in a bad spot and everything and me and and it wasn't the right thing to do to receive communion. So I quit receiving communion, um, decided I was going to go through RCIA and without the intention of becoming Catholic, I was just going to go to learn. But being the person I am, when I do something, I do it. So I started studying, reading. And midway through the class, they played a, uh, a, a, a back then it was VHS tape of by Dr. Scott Hahn, The Lamb's Supper. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got it. All of a sudden, it came together uh, with all the reading I was doing, everything, and watching this thing that Dr. Hahn did. I realized that the fullness of truth really is here in the Catholic Church in the real presence. So I decided I was going to become Catholic, uh, which I thought was going to be a pretty simple process, but with two divorces, it was not a simple process. Yeah. Um, um, and I ended up getting both the marriages annulled, uh, around September of 2004 mm-hmm. and came, came into the church October of 2004 and Kitty and I's marriage was blessed. So I have full communion with the, with the church and, uh, I would, I, let me add this piece in. I would encourage anybody, any man, um, in particular, if you have been divorced and you have not gone through the process of getting your marriage annulled, uh, you owe it to yourself. And if you've remarried, you owe it to your spouse to do that. Mm. Um, very, very important to do. Yeah. It, it, I, I really encourage all men to do that um, for a lot of reasons. But anyways, uh, so I'll back up real quick. How did I get involved with ministry to men? Yeah, we've got about five minutes. I want I want the men to hear how the Lord has taken you from, from that amazing place where you now have come into the fullness, uh, communion with the church, and how he begins to use you to minister to other men and, and, uh, and the ministry that you now head up. Yeah, so... Right after I became a Christian, uh, a friend of mine uh, said, hey, Robert, this guy's speaking at Columbus Avenue Baptist Church. His name is Patrick Morley. He wrote a book called Man in the Mirror. Um, you ought to come and hear him. And so I did. and really lit me up. And Pat and I struck up a relationship. And Pat and his team uh, lead the largest ministry to men in the Protestant church called man in the mirror and i worked with him learned ministry to men and we got we got a large ministry to men going here in waco non-denominational and kept it going once i became catholic there was catholics in it and everything um but about a year after becoming catholic the assistant to the bishop called me and said hey the bishop would like to have dinner with you and your wife 
And I said, great, be glad to. Never met a bishop. And so I called my wife and said, Kitty, the bishop wants to have dinner with us. She goes, how did you get a call from a bishop? I never got a call from a bishop. I said, I don't know, Kitty. Um, so we go down and have dinner with the bishop. And being the person I am, I had my legal pad and a bunch of stuff written out. I said, Bishop, Bishop Amon, who's now Archbishop Amon of uh, New Orleans. I said, you don't have any ministry of men going here in this diocese. And I laid out a plan. He said, go do it. Mm. I said, great. So we launched the Central Texas Fellowship of Catholic Men in June of 2006. And we've had nine annual men's conferences. We're in 40-something parishes in the diocese and have had 12 annual men's mass. So Love it. that got me moving in the Catholic ministry to men. Um, but Patrick Morley introduced me to a guy named Brit, Bl- Maurice Bloomberg. We've got about two minutes here, Robert. That involved with national ministry to men in the Catholic church. And that's where I met guys around the country. And so a couple of years ago in June of 2018, a bunch of us gathered in Milwaukee and we asked ourselves, what is God calling us to do at this point in time? And we all agreed that we need to do something to help our Catholic men. And so we formed the Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance and kicked it off um, that year, that fall. Yeah. Uh, that's how it all started. You know, Devin, it's such a, an incredible story. I, I, I think about here's a man that um, you know began life with really no faith, no understanding of Christ's love for him. And here he is a few decades later and leading a, a national Catholic men's ministry movement, uh, which your ministry and my ministry are part of. And Robert provides le- leadership and brings us all together once or twice a year. And I, I guess this is a, I think this is just a story, Devin, of, of what the Lord can do when we open our hearts and lives to him, right? Absolutely. Humility. You know, I yeah. love his response. I'll think about that. I'll think about that. And then he, you know, and then he does it, you know, he joins RCIA, you know, he, you know, he does, he thinks about it, not only thinks about it, but he does it. Humility. Yeah. All of you listening, our brothers out there, this is, uh, this has been Iron Sharpens Iron and uh, it's a, it's a program for you. It's designed to just share the stories of men that have been touched by our savior and uh, in being so touched and called are seeing that their lives uh, are, 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 are valuable to pour themselves out for him and for his kingdom. So I hope all of you listening will find Robert's story um, encouraging and inspiring. Open your hearts to our, your, your hearts to our Lord, to his church, to his sacraments. Join us in this incredible movement of the kingdom of God. And uh, together, let's be the men that God is calling us to be. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Devin. Everybody have a great day. God bless.